Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 597 of the Juicebox Podcast. We're just going to have a few more episodes in 2021, and I thought we'd go out on a high note with Jenny Smith from the Defining Diabetes and Diabetes Pro Tip episodes. You love Jenny, you know Jenny, and today you're going to talk to Jenny like she's just a regular guest. Eh, sort of. I'm going to ask Jenny a question about diabetes burnout, and then we're going to chat about what we've done this year and things we have planned for next year, etc., etc., so on and so forth. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always also consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you find yourself with a few minutes and you're on your sofa with your phone, go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. They're looking for U.S. residents who have type 1 diabetes or who are the caregiver of someone with type 1 to answer a few questions in a quick survey that benefits people living with type 1 diabetes and the Juicebox podcast. T1DExchange.org forward slash Juicebox. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Omnipod. Head over to Omnipod.com forward slash Juicebox to get started, learn more, or find out if you're eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. This episode is also sponsored by Touched by Type 1. To learn more about them, go to touchedbytype1.org or find them on Facebook and Instagram. All right. So here's the good news. It's the end of the year. I'm not going to ask you anything. You're not going to need to know anything technical. I'm just cool. gonna, We're just going to talk again because we haven't talked for a while like people on, uh, cool. on the podcast. So Yay. I, I do have a little bit of a an angle, so we'll, okay. so we'll see how it goes. There's but always an angle. There's got to right? be an angle. I mean, the podcast <laughs> episode's got to be about something. But before we start on that, I just wanted to ask you, um, I, wanna, I guess I kind of wanted to get your opinion about how all this is going. Like, you and I have been at this for a while now. Like, I think we started making the pro tips in 2019, maybe. That sound right? Yeah, that sounds about right, okay. I think. Yeah. Right. And um, you know, for people who like are just jumping in and listening, I, I think it's about time that I explained again that just so people understand, like Jenny doesn't work for me. <laughs> like she's not no. like a, she so so I'm gonna give people the background for a second because you know, <laughs> there are a lot of new listeners since twenty nineteen. Um I don't know how long ago now, maybe in the first year of the podcast in twenty fifteen. Jenny just came on as a guest and I remember talking to her and having a really good time. And I left the, the podcast episode feeling like, wow, I like that person. And I really agree on a, a lot of stuff, stuff that I don't normally hear people talking about around diabetes. Right. I believe it was, it was about a one C if yeah, I remember correctly. I think so too. It was about A1C and the grander picture of A1C and the other things to consider and even things like what's now known well, but things like time and range and standard deviation and all of those kinds of things, right? Um, 
so yeah, that was that was a long time ago. Gosh, I'm trying to see when it was. I'll see if I can pull it up. Um, but I always do this. I always search the wrong. There's like such an easier way for me to do this, and I always do it the hard way for some reason. Um, and the other thing about that episode is that while we were talking, I was saying things you know that I talk about, and you weren't treating me like I was a lunatic. You were like, no, that makes sense. And, you know, even though I was speaking about it probably differently than other people do and more kind of like, I don't know, blue collar, simple terms or stuff like that. Like, I never got this feeling back from you. Like, you were like, oh, God, what is he doing? You, you know, like you were like, no. no. Yeah, yeah, right. It was all about A1C with Jenny Smith, CDE. It was actually April 6th, 2017. Okay. Was that maybe? Yes. No, that would have been right because um, I th- it if I remember, I even remember the office, like I remember sitting in that office space, which it was a different house than we have now. And our little boy who is, he'll be five in January this year was just, he had just been born. Well, both of our memories are failing us because that was the second time you were on. Really? Yeah. Episode 105, that episode in 2017 was the second time you're on. The time I'm talking about was episode 37, November 10th, 2015. So you were really? just a guest on the show the first time. And then I asked you back, two, look at two years later, uh, because because <laughs> that was so memorable. No, 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 no. <laughs> you were. You stuck in my head the whole time. But I kept like thinking like I can't have the same people on over and over again. But it just seems so important that when I had an angle, I was like, let me bring Jenny back to talk about A1C. Then after that, that's when well, apparently it takes me two years to do everything because that's (laughs) for that entire like next two years, I kept thinking, where does Jenny fit? How can I get her to come back on? And, you know, and keeping in mind, too, that it's not your job and I'm not paying you to do it and all that sure. stuff. So you, you can't just you don't want to intrude on people's lives. And then I I sent you a note and I said that I thought there was a collection of ideas within the podcast and I want to talk about them singularly. And, yes. and I think I sent over like these seven like like broad topics that I wanted to cover and I knew that you were the right person because when you email me back, you're like, actually, there's 10. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I, and I put them in order. Yeah, I was and, like, we have to start here and then go here and then go here. And then you reordered them, which is something yes. that I think we all know from listening to this podcast that I never would have done. I would have been like, look, pick through them. Like, don't bother me, <laughs> they're, right? they're in there, which you know doesn't make a lot of sense. And then we, we kind of set off on making those pro tips and – I mean, I guess we both thought they were going to be 10 long and I, we got them done pretty quickly. Jenny was mm-hmm. like a trooper. Like we recorded a number a of hours, a lot over in in a short amount of time. But, um, and I mentioned this all the time, we never spoke about it prior. So every pro tip episode you hear is just me going like, hey, Jenny, let's talk about pre-bolusing today. And right. then, this and, is our topic. Yeah, and then us <laughs> both kind of just focusing for a second and then doing it. Literally no first sentence, no bigger idea about what we were going to do. And I'm very happy with them. I think they turned out really well. I also have to say that at this point, there are way more than 10. Just in the pro tips? Yeah. I'm going to look to see how many. Well, we've just done. We just recorded two more that the people- Two more. Mm -hmm. We'll hear pretty soon after this comes out. But- 
210 is newly diagnosed or starting over. 211 is all about MDI. 212 is all about insulin. 217, pre-bolus. 218, basal. 219, pumping. Oh my gosh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, hold on, Jenny. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, I'm up to six when I do pumping. You count on your fingers. The next one is okay. seven, okay? 224 is mastering CGM. 225 is bump and nudge. 226 is perfect bolus. 220, 231 is variables. 237 is setting basal insulin. 256 is exercise. 263 is fat and protein. 287 is illness, injury, and surgery. 301 is glucagon and low BGs. Now this is into 2020. So that's 15. Okay. 307 is emergency room protocols. 311 is long-term health. 350 is bump and nudge 2. 364 is pregnancy. 371 is explaining type 1. 391 is glycemic index and load. 449 is postpartum. And 470 is weight loss. How many is that? 23. Okay. And that took us into April of 2021. That's the last time we Mm -hmm. put up a pro tip was in April this year. Oh, okay. I know we talk and do things all the time. So we must have been doing the variables since then. Yes. Yeah. We spent a lot of time with the variables this year. And then what did we just record? Um, We just did um, hormones. Hormones. And we did, did we do, we did alcohol too. Menopause. No, wait. Menopause wasn't a pro tip. Alcohol? Maybe alcohol was a longer variable. Uh, I, I know we did alcohol as a separate longer, <laughs> but I don't know if it was a variable or if it was a pro tip. I think it was a variable. So this should show everyone that you and I talk a lot more than they. So we don't speak every day. We speak in like bunches, like an hour right. or two here, an hour or two there. But you guys hear Jenny almost every week on the show. But Jenny and I don't speak every week. So no. I don't know why that's important. I just think people should understand that. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, those pro tip episodes are, I mean, I'm super proud of them. I think you could take them and listen and really change the way you're managing your diabetes pretty easily. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're cool because you can listen to them at your own pace. It's not a class. You don't have to pay for them. You know. I think the other thing that's different about them. And I think it goes along with whether it's a pro tip episode or any other of the kind of episodes that we've put together together is that it's not a cut and dry rip off sheet that just says, here are all of the numbered steps to do something. Right. It's also, we bring in, in a conversation way, we bring in how did we do this ourselves? How, what kind of example do we have to how this actually works in real life? And from a standpoint of just personal life with diabetes, um, you know, if I was somebody who I wasn't today (laughs) with the education piece that I have, Mm -hmm. um, I would listen to that in a much easier learning way than reading something that, you know, I've gotten as like a ripoff document of, well, these are all the testing steps, just go through them. And, you know, so personality, I think brings a lot to people's ability to apply because 
the casual nature of discussion kind of makes it easier to make sense. Yeah. I, I think in a weird way, we've kind of combined storytelling with diabetes management. And yeah. that is how people's minds tend to work. So I'm, I'm super proud of them. I just looked, the other one that we recorded recently that's not up yet is Honeymoon. Honeymoon, that's right. right. I knew there was another one. And, yes. the, and the reason that the pro tip episodes can keep growing is because the Facebook page for the podcast is so big at this point that it is a legitimate sample size of what people go through or think about. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of get to stand back a little bit and watch. And when you see things happening over and over again, you say, okay, this is a real need for people. Like it's not right. just, it's not just a, an outlying concern that a few people have, like there needs to be right. a pro tip about honeymoon. It's, you know, you know, it, it feels super simple sometimes to Jenny and I, but you know, like sometimes we'll start and I'll be like honeymooning. Yeah. Just stay flexible and eventually the pancreas will stop working and then you'll find level and you're done. Uh, but that's not really very helpful. You, you no. know? So we have these bigger conversations. Um, and, but we never get to, we, we very infrequently talk to you like you're a person. Like, I think we did it at the end of last year, right? Where we just- I am a person, I promise. <laughs> yeah, Jenny's like a real person. Um, so I wanted to ask you a question and mm -hmm. it's going to get a little technical for a second, but a little personal. And then I'd like to kind of, well, you'll see where I'm going. So here's my question. You've had diabetes for, let me test myself, 33 years? Yeah, good job. Thank you. Um, I don't know when you were diagnosed, but I feel like in my heart you were like 8, 9, 11, like in that range. Yeah, I was, I had just turned 13. Okay. And as I started saying 8 or 9, I started adding that to 33 and I'm like, Jenny's not over 40. I was like, so that's not right. Like, like how old are you? I'm over 40. <laughs> uh, not in my heart, Jenny, you're not. <laughs> not in my brain, I'm not either. Yeah. It's I know it's kind of like, I always look at my number and think, I just, I, I guess I have this eternal feeling of being like 32. I don't know why that number, <laughs> but like, I, I, I have a visual now being, you know, over 40 that like the twenties are a lot of growing and changing and learning and finding like your place. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I feel like the thirties are like growing in that, like you feel a lot more stable or many people do. I did. Yeah. Um, you've found like kind of this like friend group you're on this path kind of thing. Um, and then like older than that, you just keep developing on top of that. You might make some major changes, but you have a lot more, you've got a lot more hindsight to make better decisions in those changes than you did when you were like 26. Right. right? right. Yeah. I so. often think if the internet was only full of people in their forties, there'd be much less arguing like for some <laughs> reason. Cause you'd just be like, Oh no, I see where this is going. Like this, you, we don't need to talk about it like this. We could be kind over here or, you know, or whatever. Um, as long I, as they're not politicians. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. I, no, <laughs> I, I, so I agree with you. I, I felt the very same way about like, you're kind of building on yourself through life. Um, but the reason I asked and the one to give context to how old you are and how long you've had diabetes, is because you started out, you know, as a child, you know, taking regular and MPH, right? So, and you've been- Yeah, I didn't, I did regular and then the, the same as NPH, it used to be called L or Lente right. and it was made by Lily, um, of which, it, yeah, it's now N or NPH is the only, what was called an intermediate acting insulin on the market. You, Cloudy, you, had to roll it and mix it. 
I can remember my friend Mike rolling his insulin in yes. his hands. Yeah. Um, but but you've lived through pretty much every modern change. Yeah, variation of, of diabetes management. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I'm wondering because, you know, well, because of the of what we do here together, it could be easy for people listening to see us kind of two dimensionally, right? Like, right. you know, I think people think my daughter's blood sugar doesn't go over 85 and that's not true. And you have to remember right. to tell people that. But but the one thing I wanted to know is, is that have you ever experienced what people classically call burnout? If you're looking for a diabetes organization to get behind, or you just want to see some great things being done for people with type 1 diabetes, head to touchedbytype1.org. They're also over there on the Instagram and the Facebook machine. You should find them, Touched by Type 1. If you're ready to ditch the daily injections or send your old pump a packin', it may be time to try the Omnipod, tubeless, wireless, continuous insulin management system. All that means pump that doesn't have any tubing. Why don't you head over to Omnipod.com forward slash juice box and find out where your eligibility lies. You know, it's possible you may be, and I don't want to use eligible twice, but just let me say it again. So then we make three times. You may be eligible for a free 30 day trial of the Omnipod dash 30 days of an insulin pump, the Omnipod for free. Almost feels like a gift. But it's not. It's just it's just how things work over there at Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. You know, you can also ask for a free demo pod to be sent to your home. You can see a picture of me pretty soon at that link, which will probably be frightening for you. So when you click on it, you hold your hand up like by the screen. So when you see the picture, you can just it's not like that yet. But pretty soon, apparently they're going to oh, they think you guys like me. So there's going to be a picture there soon. So get ready for that. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Seriously, go find out if you're eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. And don't forget, too, about the Omnipod Promise. The Omnipod Promise is simple. If you're waiting for the next big thing from Omnipod, and that's why you're not upgrading now to Dash or starting with Omnipod or something like that, because you're like, Scott, I'm going to wait for the next big thing. You don't have to. The Omnipod Promise says this. There is no need to wait for that next big thing. Because with the Omnipod Promise, you can upgrade to Omnipod's latest technologies for no additional cost as soon as they're available to you and covered by insurance. Terms and conditions apply. And all the details, of course, are at Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. A moment ago, I asked Jenny about burnout, and this was her answer. It's a good question. Um, And I've... It's not that I haven't thought about that myself. I mean, I've seen the burnout books. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of resource in terms of burnout, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't honestly know. I don't feel like I've gotten to the point of burnout. Um, and I don't I've asked myself, I'm like, I don't I don't know why. I don't know why I just don't do some of the things that are typical for burnout habit or burnout tendency. Um, I had a friend that I met in a diabetes training camp as an adult. And I think her sort of acronym 
um, was PMA, positive mental attitude. And when she brought it up at camp, I never thought about like applying a term to kind of how I think about things, but even before diabetes, and I have memory of that because I was certainly not young, young, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I am typically a pretty happy person. Do you know? Um, And I, I, I don't know if that has something to do with it. I, I don't know, but I, I also was the person who went to college knowing what they wanted to do. I had a defined path. I knew that it was going to probably take some turns and angles and wasn't going to get there directly after graduating from college. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think some of my positivity goes into how I talk to people and teach people. And I felt long-term, like I had a really good diabetes educator to begin with. I had a really awesome dietitian. I don't know if I hadn't had them as good base. Would I have even decided to go into this as a career? Because at that point, when I was diagnosed, I actually wanted to be a veterinarian. Okay. I had done stuff with our local veterinarian. I had done some like volunteering in the office and then loved my dietitian, Mm -hmm. loved her and transitioned in high school to thinking, well, gosh, I really like nutrition. I really like where this can put me. And I felt even at that point that I wanted to give back. Yeah. I wanted to be able to teach people like why I could do what I did. So I, wonder, I don't know. I wonder if you know about yourself that if you were very angry, because I've spoken to you privately when you've been upset about things or sure. pissed off. If you were very angry and I shut the audio off and could only see you, I would have no way of knowing you're angry. Like you, <laughs> you smile through anger. Like, I don't even know if you're aware of that or not. Like you don't, I, yeah, I, you, you never look unhappy, which I think is also why I think of you as younger. Oh, well, that's a good thing. Yeah, Yay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I take your point and, and, you know, from my perspective of talking to, I mean, at this point, there are probably 60 episodes that have been recorded that aren't out yet. So I've probably spoken to like 700 people who have diabetes or love somebody who has diabetes. And um, recently, and I've talked about it in smatterings on the podcast, but recently we found out kind of out of nowhere that my mom had cancer. She had just been healthy and then she didn't. And then she wasn't. And um, she's had surgery since then. She did really well through the surgery and she's got chemo coming up in a couple of weeks. And um and so she's doing very well for her situation, astoundingly well. She's 79 years old. Um, but as I was taking her home one day from a, a doctor's appointment, like in the car, I, I felt like I was talking to my kids. It was very strange. You know, you get your kids in the car and you're like, let me explain something to them while they can't get away. And I, I said to my mom, I said, mom, I've spoken to a lot of people who have lifelong illnesses. Mm-hmm. And if you asked me what the biggest difference is between success and not being successful, I said, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think it's attitude. I just think it's desire to fight and attitude and not falling down a well of despair. And now there are some people who are predisposed to that, right? Like some people are more predisposed to depression or anxiety and a lot of things that make diabetes more difficult, right? Correct. And as I asked you the question, have you ever burned out? In my mind, I thought, there's no way she has like you just it's not 
it, it doesn't seem like how you work. But but that's not to say that a person that it happens to is doing something wrong. I just Correct. Think, I just think that outside influences hit you and the chemical makeup in your brain responds the way it responds. You can't tell you can't tell a depressed person not to be depressed. Right. Right. No. Right. And you can't. You cannot. And you. And I don't think you can tell a person who has no inclination towards depression, go ahead and get depressed. Because I grew up as broke and kind of destitute at times as you can imagine, and mm-hmm. I've never felt depressed in my life really. Right. You, you. You know what I mean? Like, and I've had some pretty bad things happen to me, and I've rebounded from them pretty kind mm-hmm. of quickly, not effortlessly. They were difficult, like personal, like things to go right. through. But I think that well, sometimes I, people just get, they can't help it. They can just pull right. down a drain, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I can think back, honestly, and I rec- I mean, I remember my diagnosis very well. I remember being in the hospital at that point. They kept me in the hospital for an entire week. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, even in the hospital, as my friends came to visit and I had a room full of balloons and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I never even at that point, I don't remember, maybe I was, but I don't remember being angry about being diagnosed with something that now is going to be a daily thing to manage. I mean, it's like being handed like a newborn baby and being like, here you go, (laughs) figure it out because it's all brand new and it's all up to you. You know? Um, I mean, I, did I have really good support from the beginning? Did that make a difference? I have to say that that was at least a good piece of why I started out managing the way that I did. And even at that point, management was very simple, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I was diagnosed at a point in which glucose monitors, home-based glucose monitors had only been on the market for a couple of years. Yeah. It was hadn't been a long time. Um, but I never remember being angry mm-hmm. about it. Um, I can remember situations that made me angry at more like a person, like my mom, for example, in high school. Yeah. I so wanted our, our, our boys, um, varsity team made it to state and it was in a city that was about an hour and a half away from where we were. And all my friends, they had all like put in and like gotten a hotel room to stay over. It was one night. And then the, the next day as well, mm-hmm. everybody was going to go. Right. I thought everybody was going clearly not only me was staying home, but my mom was like, absolutely not. You're not going, you know? all these things. And I know a piece of it that she never said, I'm worried about your management. There were all of the other things that were brought up, but in the back of my mind, I had a sense that a lot of it was her worry that nobody else would know what to do to help me, which wasn't really the case. I mean, I had really good friends who knew signs and symptoms of low blood sugar. They knew why I had like raisins in my pocket and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, as well as parents, you know, their parents who I had slept over at houses and they knew how to help me and what to do, but I was not allowed to go. Right. And I remember being irritated, not that I had diabetes, but that I think that I thought that my mom thought that was enough of a reason to be like, you can't go. It's not safe. Do you know how old you are? I was a senior and it would have been I was probably 
2015 because it was my senior year in high school. Okay. So, you know, I have to name this something specific, but if I didn't, it would just be called Jenny has raisins in her pocket. Um, (laughs) You don't get to, you don't get to be on the episodes where people name their own stuff by saying crazy things out loud. Uh, But (laughs) so do you feel like that's as close as you came to being upset? I do. I, I really do. Um, I mean, even through like another point that's is since I work with a lot of women through pregnancy mm-hmm. with type one, right? Um, I think that I could have been irritated about it during my pregnancies had I not had a good MFM team that really outright told me they were like, I, you know, outside of your diagnosis. I wouldn't have you coming to a high risk clinic because you're doing a really good job of managing. Hmm. Like, you know, your visits here are not really as necessary because of everything that you're doing. Um, Could it have been different though, if I had a team that really didn't respect what I knew how to do? Sure. But I think I don't, I don't think that I've been angry about the diabetes. I would have been more angry about their interaction with me. It's interesting too, because there's so much about us that it's out of our control. Like you're also like, you know, you're generally speaking a lean athletic person too. Like if you had a different body style, it could be different for you. Just as sure. the same as if the chemical makeup in your brain drug you more towards being sad about it. Like it's, you know, one size doesn't fit all for everybody, obviously. But I just wanted to ask you if it ever happened. And now that we say that it hasn't, how do you help people with it when it does happen? Because now you're more clinical and less, well, I guess not. Your personal experiences come through other people now instead of through yourself, right? Because you speak to a lot of people. I imagine this happens. Yes. So, right. A lot of people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is interesting for people to know that like, like my personal experiences that come through my life are one thing, but now I have personal experiences by talking to other people too. Like I keep opening up my perspective by meeting more and more people. Right. Um, I had a person ask me kind of privately the other day, they were surprised that there was an after dark episode about heroin use. And I was like, Hmm. I was like, I don't know why you'd be surprised by that. Uh, You know, I was like, this is a a person, this happens to people. It happens to people who have diabetes. Like, don't you want to hear what it's like so that you can expand your knowledge of things? Right. Um, so I just think of that as well. Like, like, how do you deal with burnout? I guess, A, it depends on who you are and, you know, like, and what your scenario is. Do you have support from other people? Do you have good tools about, there's part of me that thinks that a lot of burnout is avoidable just by understanding how to use insulin. I think that the, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, right. it's almost like being tortured when you don't know how to use your insulin, right? Because your blood sugar goes high. You have all those cloudy problems in your head you end up you know doing something about it some people just leave their blood sugar high and give up some people bolus like crazy make themselves low get caught on that you know that bouncing up and down right. um there's so many different aspects that start to feed into it as it as it happens to you that if you can just avoid it i think that's a big piece of it now you might burn out on the on the necessity of what you have to do to avoid it. I guess to that, avoid it. You know, right. That's the other thing. Well, and that's where I think taking into consideration, understanding of, you know, we have a huge list of variables, right? Mm-hmm. Things that we discussed, things that people wanted addressed because they thought that they were variables and whatnot. But I think <clears throat> when you understand the variables that are in your life, like I am not a mountain climber. 
Right. Is that, could that be a variable things like altitude and whatnot? Yes, absolutely. But in my day-to-day life, that is not a variable <laughs> I have to consider. So I think some of the burnout comes from maybe not knowing enough of the variables that are your consistent things. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. Yeah. You, you have to learn to manage around those that are yours on a day-to-day or a week-to-week kind of basis. Um, but I think burnout comes more from as you said, the up and down swings that look like there's nothing different that you can do, that you've tried this, you've tried that. And a a big one that I see it happening is definitely parents. Mm -hmm. And I think a big piece in that picture, and it kind of goes along with adults too, is overnight when you're supposed to be sleeping, that major shift in glucose that has you up every couple of hours or the worry that, well, I adjusted and now is it actually going to work the right way? I have to get up again. I have to get up again or alarms, nuisance alarms that are, you know, they become a nuisance really. It's not that they're not necessary and beneficial. It's that they're, they become a nuisance. They think the overnight time period is a, is a place that burnout is most likely to come from Mm -hmm. because not only are you managing something that looks really erratic, at one point or another, but you're losing sleep. Yeah. So you're not getting this like revive of overnight, which is what your body is supposed to be doing to get you ready to take care of the things the next day. Mm-hmm. I think many people can deal with the ups and downs in the daytime because you're supposed to be awake. Yeah. It's so um, it's heartbreaking. I mean, I'm not, I'm obviously not bragging, but I was away from Arden all day yesterday. We, my mom, is moving out of her of her apartment and going to an assisted place to stay while she's getting chemo. Um, mm-hmm. She just lives alone still, and we didn't want her to be by herself if if the chemo might make her sick. Safety, and, yes. Yeah. And so I was gone yesterday for, I mean, nine or ten hours, like out of the house. And Arden went and got, um, she got her prom dress yesterday, so there was some adrenaline. Um, that they handled pretty well. I think I sent one text and I was like, here, do this just because I don't think either of them thought that it was going to be super exciting to go get a dress, but I had it in the back of my head. There's a variable. And then, um, they went to a meal later, which my wife and daughter did a great job of bolusing for. And a couple of hours after the meal, I started seeing a rise that I knew was fat. And, And I sent a text and I said, you know, have you done anything about this rise? And my wife said, yeah, we added 10 carbs to the meal because she's looping. And I said, that's mm-hmm. not going to work because the f- the fat's going to act like its own separate meal. And I was like, so just, and I just picked a number out of my head based on, I mean, just based what on. What she had probably eaten. I don't know what she An experience. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what she ate. I looked at the angle of the Dexcom graph and the number and how long it had been since she ate. And I said, why don't you put a, I think I said 20 car bolus here, like it's a new meal. And then mm-hmm. by the time I got home, Arden's blood sugar was like 84. Mm-hmm. Right. And But that's also hindsight. It's not like you've never seen graph happen like that. Yeah. So you're, you know, even not really consciously acknowledging it, you're kind of going into the recesses of your brain thinking, this is more, mm-hmm. and it's about this more from previous experience of what I've had to do at this point of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I basically right? said, 
20 carbs. She's like four and a half to one. So I was like, I actually was in my car. I was like four, eight, 12, 16, 20. You know, like I just kind of, I want her to have about five units is what I thought, which is why I said 20 carbs. And um, it's just the, I've also seen the fat from these things kind of rest in the 20 to 30 like range, mm-hmm. like grams of fat, but that that's not my bigger point. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is this could be it. <clears throat> <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, no. Can you imagine? Uh, but anyway, um, it, it it my point is is that there are plenty of people who see that rise and stare at it and don't know what to do. Don't understand about fat impacts, like you know, because you go to a restaurant. And there's like you know, don't think about how salty restaurant food is. It dehydrates. She's like, there's all kinds of things, right? But I've seen it so many times now. I just know what to do. And I think other people could get into that position as well. And I know you're and, – and in the rest of the time that we're talking, I just – I'm thinking it's the end of the year, beginning of the year here. I was wondering um, if if someone's listening to this and they either want to figure something out, start over, um, put an end to whatever madness is going on in their life – um, I just thought we could spend a couple of minutes here at the end just telling them maybe, you know, I'm not into like New Year's resolutions, but, you know, like where to start yeah. to, to to start over again. So. Yeah. I mean, well, I think a, a, an easy one, quite honestly, if they're going to stay with information from a podcast, they could easily just do the very first pro tips, <laughs> honestly, which is like newly diagnosed or starting over. Right. right? It's yeah. a what, what do I really need to look at? I mean, you're motivated enough to say, I, I am done. I'm so burned out on this up down that I can't figure out and nothing looks like day to day is ever the same. Mm -hmm. Then starting over by saying, okay, well, maybe you need to simplify things a bit, right? Maybe you just need to go to, okay, I am just going to eat like three meals today. And I'm going to see what happens after the meals, whether you're injecting insulin or pumping insulin, or you got some algorithm driven kind of, you know, management. If those are your big pieces that the roller coaster starts after mm-hmm. address where that starts, right? For many people, it's definitely meal times. If it's not, you feel pretty good about the daytime, but it's the overnight that you're like, I have got to get sleep. <laughs> Please let the, you know, Sandman dust come and let me sleep tonight. Right. But then, you know, maybe that overnight is a, gosh, I don't know what's wrong. So maybe I have to do a basal test. So if you simplify down to a point of time versus the vast, like whole 24 hour for many people that it makes it more doable. Yeah. I, right. I think that, and I wonder if you agree, but for all the graphs that I've seen, and I used to just see them when people sent them to me, but now the Facebook page is like, people post a lot of graphs. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is crazy. Um, Some water. <clears throat> I've been drinking water the whole time. <laughs> um, what I would say is without seeing your graph or knowing your life, if you're struggling like this, Jenny's right on. Like you're either your basil's bad and it just could be better or you're bad at meals, like, like just bare bones. Like I know we don't usually talk like bad, but like, like just, just to kind of shock you into place, you're either not bolusing your meals correctly with timing or amount, maybe both. And if your basil's wrong, those meals are going to be more difficult. It's super right. easy overnight 
to find stability because there's no food in there. Now, there's sometimes there could be growth hormones, and but but you're looking for long stretches without meal insulin or food where there's real stability, like stable right. blood sugars. You're not fighting lows. You're not fighting highs. You're sitting, and, and you have to decide what that means for yourself. I could tell you in my life, I think my daughter's basil is perfect when her blood sugar sits in the like 80, 90 range, mm-hmm. like right in there. I'm pretty good with that. And then from there, if you're eating and blood sugar shooting straight up, well, you didn't bolus right. You, you know, like, so right. learn about. And some of that might be from ratios that you've been given that aren't absolutely correct at all. Right. Yeah, it right. might just be recognizing, well, I've put into action. I've heard all this about pre-bolus. Well, I've put that into action and my blood sugar doesn't even move when I pre-bolus 45 minutes and it's just sitting there and then I can eat and it still rises. Yeah. Well, you know, there are a couple things to look at there. So your settings need to be like, all of this is predicated on your settings being right. Meaning that your basal set where your body needs it, meaning that your insulin to carb ratio is at a place where it's going to be effective. And you need to start understanding that all foods aren't created equal. And you might, your carb ratio might work great for, um, I don't know, like, you know, some natural food that's, you know, just a, it's just what it looks like on the plate versus, right. you know, having something processed that you don't really know what's in there or the impact it's going to have. Like they they can tell you how many carbs are in it, but that doesn't mean it's going to impact your blood sugar commiserate to the carb count. Um, right. But but Jenny's point is right. Like we can sit here and kind of like spitball around. But the truth is, is that the answers are in the pro tip series already. Like I could mm-hmm. I, I could just. It's there. Like you have to go listen to it. But that's the part that I wanted to I wanted to say because I do see online that people get can get so frustrated or so far into the weeds or so tired that even saying to them, look, in these, you know, six or ten hours of listening to a podcast are the answers, they'll say, I can't do it. Like I'm mm-hmm. and and to that I have to say to you, like I understand, but I think you can't afford not to do it. Because right. you're just, you're just going to be lost forever the way you are now. Right. Like you have right. to, you have to take a stand somewhere and say, all right, I'm going to give away some other stuff in my life. I'm going to, and I know you've probably heard a million things about diabetes. You think, well, I'm going to hear one more thing. It's not going to help. This is really going to help. If you listen and understand right. those pro tips, even, I don't know, uh, 50% understand them. Mm-hmm. Your, A, your A1C is going to come into the the high sixes, if you really understand them, it's going to come into the lower sixes. And when you really start putting it together, I mean, there'll be a time in your life where you could have a five without trying. Well, and I think the good thing about the pro tips episodes are really to that. Again, in conversation, we bring in other pieces that could be being considered, right? Things that might be other variables that are hitting just you, right? Are, are all of your labs like your thyroid? Is that in the right place? Because there are a lot of other health-related things that despite all your best efforts with your diabetes management mm-hmm. and testing and evaluating may actually be making diabetes management more ragged. Mm-hmm. It might be making it harder for you. So, you know, while type one is typically, you know, the focus is on blood sugar and insulin and everything. Well, if you have type one and another autoimmune disorder that isn't managed, that could be a piece in the mix too. And that's leading to your being frustrated with what you thought was right and actually should be right. And it's not. 
because I, of this other thing. I can't say uh, how much compassion I have for that feeling of like, I'm doing everything I was told to do and nothing's working. Like I have, mm -hmm. I have so much empathy if that's happening to somebody um, because it's maddening. It really is. Yes. It's, it's just, it's maddening. Um, well, in 2022, so Jenny and I have kind of have, we have a plan, right? We're going to do some like addendums or add-ons to some of the pro tip episodes to kind of like take deeper dives into them. And I think I'm going to try to sneak in a defining series around thyroid terms too, because over and over again, I just see people, I don't think, I don't think that many doctors do a good job of explaining how important thyroid management is to people who need thyroid medication. And you, did you, you talked to uh, someone, right? You talked to a physician. Her episode is terrific. Um, but I want to do like, just, I, I what do I want to say? When people come in to the show and they're like, where do I start? Like, it's easy to say, listen to the pro tips. Right. But it's, but there's some people are so newly diagnosed or so confused that they need someone to go through and define, like, like you can't just hand yes. somebody a toolbox. You have to say to them, this is a hammer. You hold it in your hand like this, and this is how it strikes nails. Now, yes. when you hear that you need to use a hammer, you don't go, I don't know what a hammer is. You, it's you like know, the definitions, essentially. It's a, yeah. So I think we need definitions around thyroid stuff, too. Um, Great. And, uh, and then I think towards the end of the year, when that's all done, I think I'm going to reinstate Ask Scott and Jenny uh, if we have time. Cool. I like it when people send in questions and we... Yeah, the questions are great. I love... And as like a... As you've said before, I mean, I don't work for you. I. This is purely because I can't duplicate myself. I can't see enough people <laughs> privately. I And this is a way that I feel like that original feeling when I went to college to get to this point, I wanted to be able to teach people that there was, there was management. There was a sense of being able to feel like you've got some peace in control. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I like, I, I don't know. I like doing this because I, I hear back from Scott all the time <laughs> about people's comments and things. And I'm glad, I'm glad to be able to do something like this. Um, that gives out into the world people I will probably never meet um, information that I hope is beneficial to helping people live well. well so. I know that that's how you feel because you've you've just echoed that to me over and over again over the years because there's times when I've said to Jenny like if I'm taking advantage of you just say no like you know what I mean like oh, no. and she's always like no I really like doing this and um, you know this year if I showed you a chart of the downloads every day this year, 365 of them. In the last half of this year, the show has doubled since the first half of this year. And I was thrilled by how many people listened to it in the first half of the year. When mm -hmm. it doubled, I was like, what is happening? So to your point, like Jenny could say to you, like she could come on here and say, this would not be uncommon in, in just not the diabetes space, but in the health space, where people jump onto programs like this, where they know they're going to reach people, they say some basic stuff, just enough to wet your whistle and make you think, ooh, that lady knows something I need to know. And then they draw you in and say, okay, now pay me and I'll tell you the rest of it. And and in right. fairness, Jenny, this is what you do for a living. And Yeah, it is, right? yes. But, but there's a, whoever you are inside, whatever <laughs> makes you smile while you're angry, Um <laughs> Jenny just wants to reach as many people as she can. She's not saying, I only want to reach the people who are going to pay me. And she's 
thinks that this podcast is a valuable way to do it. Is that fair to say? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's a valuable way to provide again. I mean, the especially reaching more people around the world now, mm-hmm. which I know that you are, which is great. Yeah. Um, I think resources around the world are different country to country. Mm-hmm. And they're different enough that having worked with people outside of the United States, that people really value information that is right, but also information that they can apply. That's not just a standard form of do this, do this, and it should work out. Or getting the other statement, which I hear often from people, which is, well, that's just diabetes. No, really. I mean, and sometimes there are, I call them bad diabetes hair days. We're like, I've thrown every magic potion at this. I've put all the mousse into it. I don't know what the problem is today, but you know, even those I like, I compartmentalize them, right? It's okay. And then tomorrow is another day. Right. It's, I just go forward. I'm like, it was done. Today looks great. I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. Every day, every day is not a throw your hands up in the air and give up day. Though it does happen. I mean, I've had the same thing happen here where I'm like, look, we changed your pump. We did everything we're supposed to do. I let's just wait, drink a bunch of water and try to stare at a wall for an hour. and We'll see what happens next. (laughs) Don't think about anything. Just let it go. Um, I, I take, I really do take your point. It's, I, I think that the one the thing that gets done on the podcast that I'm most proud of is that, you know, I, I saw someone recently say to me, well, I got a note from someone that said, okay, ready? This person runs a Facebook group about diabetes. Mm-hmm. And somebody who listens to the podcast was on their Facebook group and someone asked a question and they answered it. They said, if I was you, sure. I'd make the basil stronger here. And they that's not what they do in that group. In that group, they would have explained to that person very simply, call your doctor and ask them. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong. If that's the kind of support group you want to run, I'm okay with that. But, you know, it's not my business. That's just not what we do here. You, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to get, like, a concrete answer that you can go as an adult and make a decision about on your own. If you want to call your doctor, right. you should. But in the middle right. of you struggling with all the things that we just brought up that could be going on in your life, to be told well, just go call a different person now. Like, I'm, like, man, I'm here asking you. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you either right. have an answer or you don't. I think the answers are inside of this podcast. And I'm proud of that. I can't force feed it to everybody. I can't give you the time to listen. You know, I, right. I, all I can say is that Jenny and I have done our best to, like, put out what we know. And hopefully it's valuable to you. you know? Well, and I think the good thing, too, is that you don't have to listen to the whole you know, like library worth of podcast episodes to get it all working. If you're really struggling with one piece, I would guarantee searching in there for this topic, you will find at least one episode about that topic. And then, hey, maybe your questions get answered, right? And And that's great. The point of the pro tips was to put ideas in singular places because the truth is the podcast works the way my brain works. There were answers, but you had to like listen to get them all out. And right. I used to just say to people like, look, if you listen to the podcast, you'll understand. And then at some point, I just thought there are so many episodes like that's not a reasonable thing to say to people right. anymore. So that's right. why this stuff is here. So, um, yeah. 
You have to understand how a podcast is set up. Jenny and I started putting these out in 2019. You're going to have to go back in the podcast player and find them. Um, I can't. I can't just repost the pro tips. So for right. people who are longtime listeners to understand how a podcast works, I. I mean, I can, I guess, and there's been a part of me who's thought it through, like, can I just repost them as new so they pop up in the front? But that's very unfair to people who have already heard them. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't... Because people want new information. If you've been a long enough listener, you you want something that's new, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even on a podcast, like, it's impolite to jam old content to people, like, I don't want to fill your podcast player with something you've heard already. Right. Not that the content's not super valuable, but you got to go find it. And I've done, you can go to juiceboxpodcast.com and find it. You can search in your podcast player. You can go to the Facebook page and ask around. There's lists in the, uh, you know, on the Facebook page, there's lists everywhere. If you want it, it's there. You can find it. And if you you absolutely can't find it, send me a note and I'll I'll tell you how to get started. But don't bother Jenny. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. Jenny don't know anything about where to find the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I have to search them myself. <laughs> I know this was in here or somebody will ask me and I'll be like, when I'm talking to somebody, what episode is that? I know you talked about that. I'd be like, I don't know. Let me look for it because I have no idea what numbers the episodes are. Your recollection's better than mine. Like sometimes Jenny will be like, we talked about this already. And you have to understand from my perspective, like wherever you're listening in real time right now, I'm like six months ahead of you. Like, so like I recorded something, I'll record something tomorrow that you'll hear in like July or August of 2022. Right. So when people are like, do you remember when you said this, this lady? I'm like, no, no, I do not remember it. I I mean, tell me the story. I'll see if it jogs a memory, but it it is not easy. Like I live in like two universes almost when (laughs) when it comes to this. Like I'm in the present and I'm in the future at the same time. So uh, anyway, um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, whatever, you, you. whatever you, uh, whatever anybody celebrates, I just thought, you know, it's always nice to start the new year or end the old one with Jenny. Oh, and I just thought we could do that this time. Well, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. this very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let me thank Omnipod for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox Podcast and remind you to go to omnipod.com forward slash juicebox to find out if you're eligible for a free 30-day supply of the Omnipod Dash. And don't forget to go to touchedbytype1.org and find them on Facebook and Instagram. I also just want to thank Jenny for everything that she's put into the show this year and for the years before that. I guess the previous years would be the way to say that for like this year and previous years. Probably would have been a little smoother. I want you to know we're not like other podcasts over here at the Juicebox Podcast. Content keeps coming. I don't care if it's Christmas, New Year's, my mother-in-law's birthday, or Halloween. Keep checking that podcast player. I'll be there.